0: The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 162. Even cheaper unlimited plans, discolored iPhones, and dead batteries after only two months? My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Kappas, and first today, thanks to our sponsor, Netflix, help support the Cell Phone Junkie by signing up for a two-week free trial of Netflix. Plans starting at $4.99 per month, with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Keep each movie as long as you want, with no late fees ever. Free shipping both ways, and free delivery in about one business day. You can cancel time. and as a bonus to your DVDs, watch some movies over the internet for no extra charge. Joey and I appreciate your support of the show by signing up for a Netflix free trial. Well, we announced uh, two weeks ago, and I reminded everyone last week to sign up for the Z Boost from YX contest, and we do have a winner this week. We had tons and tons of contest entries, uh, more than we could actually count. And so thanks to everybody for uh, joining in and uh, entering in by sending a, twi- a tweet out Saying uh, that they wanted to win and uh, for supporting uh, us and uh, also on YX and uh, the winner this week is uh, username Dd Smith I believe that's Darian so Darian congratulations you are the winner of your choice of either of the Z Boost products that we reviewed so I will send you a message and you can send me what you would like to have sent to you and uh, I will get you in touch with the appropriate people to get that. Out to you, but again, thanks to everybody for uh, entering into the contest, and we've got another great one coming up next week. So make sure you stay tuned to figure out what that is. Well, a couple of different things here before we get into the news. First off, uh, I did take uh, my big international trip this past week and had a great time, had a lot of fun in both London uh, and Ireland and did a uh, kind of a a review of sorts of all the different products that I used while traveling. And if you're interested in reading about this, you can do so over at thecellphonejunkie.com. I put together a, a, a mini review of kind of what I did and how I used everything on the trip and how everything fits together. Definitely a good one to read because it goes through how everything kind of fits together and what's important and what what kind of things you need to think of when you're traveling and what worked and, and what didn't work so well and stuff like that. So uh, that's pretty good. And also, uh, if you're interested, I did a an interview with Edward from MS Mobiles, and uh, he is the creator and uh, host of the MSMobiles.com podcast as well as the editor of the website. So if you're interested in uh, listening to the show, I did a show with him and also did an interview with him about all the gadgets that I brought on, uh, brought with on the trip. So if you're looking to find out or looking to see each of these in, in a video format and uh, see Edward interview me uh, in the hotel from London, you can do so. So that was kind of neat too to be able to meet up with him and talk with him. Always fun to meet people that you talk with and work with on a regular basis. So anyway, check both of those out for information on traveling internationally. And as a follow-up to that, we'll be also doing a Cell Phone Junkie Unlocked show this week where we're going to go through uh, individually each of these particular devices and kind of what is good and what is uh, not good about each of them in making your decisions for your international travel plans. In the news this week, first off, road testing shows texting actually slows down reaction times and a road test that was done by car and driver uh, they showed dramatically slower reaction times by two test drivers who tried to break while reading and writing text messages previous studies uh were typically uh run in car simulators and there were un. uh basically results that weren't exactly proven. Uh, And so this magazine study believes that this was the first uh, conducted real vehicle study of people on the road doing doing actual text messaging and how it can slow down your reaction time. So the results showed that at 35 miles an hour, uh, a person took an additional 21 feet to hit the brake when reading a text message and an additional 16 feet while typing the message. At 70 miles an hour, it took a 30 additional feet to slam on the brakes while reading a text and 31 feet while composing. These figures compared to with an extra seven feet at 35 miles an hour and 15 feet at 70 miles an hour while driving uh, under the influence of alcohol. Uh, However, in the drunken conditions, they also put these uh, test subjects through. Uh, They were told or the uh, the subject had to be told to be which lane to drive in, which uh, was actually a little bit uh, dangerous. But anyway, it's kind of an interesting thing. And Joey, this is something that we constantly talk about and just kind of as a, you know, a reminder to everybody how dangerous it can be when you're actually texting while you're driving. And I think this is a great study that proves that. It really is, and especially comparing it with, you
1: know, being drunk, which is kind of the benchmark for, uh, you know, driving where you're impaired enough to cause, you know, uh, damage or loss of life or, you know, it's just not... Of what you should be doing. And in in these cases, it's much worse than driving impaired. The reaction times, for example, the, you know, the one person came out, uh, the reaction feet, it was 320 feet for texting, uh, actually writing the text versus, you know, being impaired. That same person was only 17 feet for reaction time. So I think I'd, I'd place my bets with uh, drunk drivers over texting with the, with this study. So, it's uh, hopefully it's a wake up call to people. Uh, you you should not be doing this, even if you think you can handle it. Yeah. Look you, what happens?
0: Yeah. The, the one person there they're, they're talking about there, they're actually they did two studies and the numbers that I, I read off earlier were of one specific person. The other person did significantly worse. I mean, to the point where when they were reading, it took them an additional 188 feet to uh, slam on the brakes, uh, you know, an upwards of 320 feet, 320 feet. I mean, you think about that, that's more than, and that's at 70 miles an hour, more than a football field longer to be able to slam on the brakes. Now, that's obviously someone who's completely distracted, has no idea uh, that something is actually happening. And, uh, you know, that's, that's enough to, you know, cause serious damage or injury in many cases.
1: Yeah. And in most cars, it's, you know, somewhere around 150 feet uh, in order to stop from 70 miles an hour. So that's, that's a huge increase in distance. I mean, you would have plowed over whatever you were um, you know, trying to stop for at that point.
0: Yeah. So just, uh, just kind of, a, like I said, a, a you know, public service announcement of sorts. Just make sure that you're, you're being smart when you're behind the wheel.
1: And I think you know, with this study here, I think it'll just uh, add more fuel to the fire of the legislation for banning text messaging uh, in, in vehicles.
0: I don't think there's any reason not to. Granted, there are certain times where it can be, you know, convenient to be able to read messages. It's certainly not safe, so just just be smart with what you're doing. Uh, next story here: Google Voice now available in the U.S. after two years uh, of uh, since acquiring Grand Central Google has opened their service to all us users now there is a caveat to this and that that you, that is that you have to be uh, on the list of people that's waiting uh, to get themselves a google voice number they started uh, issuing phone numbers this past week and people started uh, being able to sign up for them but they're not available to anybody uh, this you can't just go out and get a number yet but this will soon to become uh, apparently they're uh, they're working on it very very diligently uh, and their invites are being sent to people on the reservations list. So that's actually what's happening. But good to see that it is finally kind of moving forward. And they're kind of starting to work on this. One thing I also noticed today as I was in my Google Voice account is that they have now uh, given the option, if you uh, pop into the settings tab, and then click under phones, you can actually change your Google Voice number. Uh, when you do that, you you uh, it pops up a window. It says there's a $10 one-time fee to change your Google Voice number. You pick a new number in the area code that they have available. Pay $10 uh, at Google checkout using your credit card and your new number becomes active right away. Calls to your old number will continue coming to your Google Voice account for about three months so that you have time to tell everybody that you have a new phone number. So keep that in mind if you're looking to make that change is that you only got three months to do it. Well, that's pretty slick though. Yeah, I mean, just all of a sudden, you know, you have a brand new number. You can start giving it out. And that phone calls going to that old number will continue to roll in. Wow. Yeah. It is very convenient. And I think people uh, are going to really, you know, jump on this and every chance that they have. And like I said, it's not quite there yet. You can't just go out and sign up for it, but it will be very, very soon. So good news for those that were looking for getting themselves a Google Voice account. It's moving forward. Well, the Senate has approved Julius Genachowski, who has been nominated by Barack Obama as the new chairman of the FCC. Along with Genachowski, the Senate also confirmed confirmed Republican Commissioner Robert McDowell for his second term. The Senate has yet to confirm uh, the South Carolina uh, Democrat that will be also helping out with the FCC, but Genachowski will take over for acting Chairman Michael Copps, who had filled the seat uh, since Kevin Martin's departure from the FCC back in January. Mobile data found to be expendable when budgets are tight. According to a report from PC World, nearly half of Americans would drop their mobile data service completely if they faced with a, if they were faced with the need to cut household spending. Uh, this is according to research firm Stratily, Strategy Analytics, and by contrast, about ten percent would be willing to cut their wired broadband service to save money, while only twelve percent were willing to drop digital television service. Uh, an interesting story, yet not really surprising uh, when they talk about you know what people would be willing to drop, and you think about what you have in your life that is considered maybe you know an additional item or something that you could seriously live without and it's just you know something that's nice to have and certainly mobile data for many people is that uh, is that one of those things so something interesting to just kind of think about if you were faced with that certain uh, situation where you had to you know cut some expenses at your house what would you be able to do so uh, in addition to all these numbers 17% of people said that they would scale back to a, low, uh, a lower tier for their mobile data while 28% said 28% said that said the same for mobile voice. So uh, it's an interesting summary uh, or a survey and the summary of the results can be found uh, in the link in the show notes that we'll put in here. Well, Sprint is going to win if you look at the cost contest between the four major providers and how much it would cost. We talked about this a few weeks ago and uh, just have another story. This one's from precentral.net where they compared the iPhone 3G, the Google G1, the Palm Pre and the BlackBerry Storm head-to-head, the cost of the device, the cost of the service, and the total cost overall. And still, the Sprint service with the Palm Pre, $2,500, is where it comes in at, where the Apple iPhone tops out at the high end at nearly $4,000 after a two-year agreement uh, for similarly comparable plans. Well, a must-read 3G test report, this one from jkontherun.com's blog, and it goes through a report that was done Uh, Probably one of the most comprehensive reports. This one from PC World. They spent time in March and April in 13 different U.S. cities. They went through 283 different unique testing locations from parked vehicles in 13 cities to create this data. A lot of different data points, and you have a pretty solid method here for putting together a report. And what they came back with was that Verizon Wireless offers the best speeds in the eastern section of the U.S. AT&T had the best speeds in the central region. Sprint was the best in the West and AT&T was found to be the most unreliable network as far as comparison uh, in uh, all these different regions. And Verizon offered a mix of speeds and reliability, while Sprint was found to be the most reliable. So we've talked about in the past, whether it was Gizmodo or Engadget, who'd done some different testing, and looks like PC World's got the top here now. Uh, it's a very interesting story and a very interesting article if you want to figure out uh, what is working, what could work best in your area. So make sure you, you go further into this to read about it. Uh, but uh, a lot of different uh, tests were done here. 54 140 different individual tests were performed in these uh almost 300 locations so a lot of uh, different you know environments that were put to the test to try and get a very reliable result from this so i thought this was pretty good and again not surprising for me joey that to see sprint as being the most reliable i've been very successful with them and uh you know had, had good results yeah and as am i and it's
1: uh uh, it's definitely kind of disappointing for the, all the iPhone users out there how AT and T was found to be the most unreliable network um, by comparison, but because um, I'm sure that really kind of sours a lot of people on their iPhone experience.
0: Yeah, and and it's one of those things where it really is. It, it's it seems to be you know dependent on where you are, of course, and 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 I and I can't say that enough. Is that it? This is not a you know a catch-all that says it they're bad everywhere. I, I really don't want people to think that.
1: Yeah, and it, this is average, just average overall. Yeah, it totally depends on what, where your work is, where your house is, everywhere your friend's house. It it it'll be just all over the place. I mean, it it may be your house has best Sprint or has best T Mobile or has, it it it's just it's so tough to say. But on on average, you gotta remember these are just the the overall averages.
0: And on upload speeds, AT and T comes in by far. The best. I mean, they're showing you know well over 500 kilobits per second upload speeds average, and uh, so that's you know very nice to see. So if you're looking for you know that higher upstream, AT and T is definitely a good way to go. Um, you know, but you know they all look pretty decent. Uh, you know, generally download speeds are above 700 kilobits per second. Uh, some of them closing in on 900 kilobits per second. So very good uh, numbers and good to good to see that, you know, they're, you know, overall still, you know, increasing. And, and as we move forward here, people are, you know, or the, the providers are doing what they need to to, uh, to increase speeds and, and keep up with the needs. Well, let's move on here. According to statements made by AT&T's executive director for Radio Access Network Delivery, who's Gordon Mansfield, he said the company is preparing femto cells that will be available to consumers within a few weeks. Mansfield said that we will expand the current trials into market trials of the AT&T branded 3G microcell which we will open to customers through our AT&T stores in a handful of cities. We're on track for a full national launch by the end of the year. Femto cells of, of course are these small base stations that look similar to Wi-Fi routers and provide enhanced cellular network coverage in places such as homes and offices. Uh, The femtocell market is something that uh, is very, very popular right now as people are trying to find things to fill their needs for coverage indoors. So good news for AT&T customers. It could be coming very, very soon, depending on where you are. Well, the iPhone, we know, is a big device for AT&T, and Mac Daily News is reporting that AT&T States that the i launch Day 2009 was one for the record books. AT&T customers got their hands on the most powerful iPhone yet in the best-ever sales day in at t retail stores, the second-largest traffic day in the retail uh, stores, the most transactions processed via the IT systems in a single day, the most upgrade-eligibility eligible eligibility checks in a single day, the largest order day in at and com history, and the largest features sales day in at and history as well. On this year's launch day, at and sales exceeded sales records on the 2008 launch day, which uh, also, also exceeding sales on Black Friday and December 26th of, of 2008, which are all very heavy volume days for them. Uh, they and uh, surpassed 2008's launch day sales by about noon central time, And sustained the previous peak hour record that was also set in 2008 for 11 hours straight. So a huge, huge day uh, for AT&T and and getting this iPhone 3GS out to the customers. So uh, very good news for them. Well, Judge Robert Bryan of the U.S. District Court of Tacoma, Washington, ruled this week that Sprint will not face a nationwide class action lawsuit. The suit, which was brought by a California-based consumer advocacy group, alleged that Sprint overcharged some customers for certain wireless taxes and then refused to issue refunds once the mistake was pointed out. It's also noted that Sprint charged additional fees uh, for text messages that were sent to Laptop uh, dongles the judge said that the plans were not able to make a strong case to elevate the lawsuit to class action status Well, the government is working with Sprint exclusively for the 2010 census. Government contracts uh, are moving forward with Sprint for use with the carrier on the 2010 U.S. Census uh, to count the number of citizens here in the country. Uh, This will uh, supply approximately 140,000 workers with handheld devices that will have integrated fingerprint readers and GPS uh, later in next year. It will include about 1,500 wireless data cards and uh, will look uh, very good for the company. Hopefully everything will work out well for them in the process there. Joey, I, I guess I, I really thought about this one as uh, something that I, I, I would have figured it would have been something a little bit more sophisticated with this, but I guess it really doesn't matter, just a handheld device with you know some, some basic data input.
1: Yeah, that's all they need because they're not collecting. They, they don't collect that much of advanced information. So, And I guess now that we found out that Sprint's the most reliable network, I, now I can see
0: why they're on Sprint. Yeah, might as well do it. So good news for them as a company. <laughs> they can they can do this. So anyway, but you know, it's been 10 years. And if you think back to 2000, when the last census was done, I'm guessing they were using some sort of handheld device, but it probably wasn't tied into a data network quite like it's going to be this year. And it really kind of makes you think what's going to happen in the next 10 years? What are we going to be seeing at that point? You know, will we even need people to walk around counting people anymore by that point? Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. So anyway, that'll be happening next year. But good news there for Sprint. Well, TrackPhone has recently added a new calling plan to its prepaid services called Straight Talk. And it's offering unlimited calling and messaging, plus 30 megabytes of data for only $45 per month. Users can select 1,000 anytime minutes with 1,000 messages for $30 a month. And Straight Talk offers three phones, the Motorola Razor V3, the W385, and the LG 200CM. At $45 a month, Straight Talk is now the cheapest calling plan to offer unlimited calling and messaging TrackPhone is an MVNO that operates using Verizon Wireless's network. Uh, very good news, if you're looking for a unlimited Verizon plan, uh, you can now get your unlimited calling and messaging plus that minimal, minimal amount of data for just $45 a month. Quite unbelievable how cheap these are getting. Well, zero... One or zero one is uh, is the company that's officially announced it's a uh, wireless services for the u s. At seventy dollars per month, zero one users will get unlimited voice and data services across the u s. Zero One customers will need to provide their own smartphone, and the company uses a veritable mobile convergence technology, also known as VMC, which bypasses the carrier's circuit switch channels by funneling all voice communications through a voice-over IP system and onto a virtual private network that accesses the internet. This is what allows Zero One users to make voice calls and access the internet through AT&T's network, and for an additional $10 per month, Add additional or international calling up to in up to 40 different destinations. And we talked about to these guys and about the services back at CTIA. And I I was wondering when they were gonna get it out. So it it did take them a few months. But uh, I I have a feeling this is going to be, you know, only good where the network is good. And talking, you know, back just a couple of stories about the reliability of AT&T, if they're forcing all the voice traffic to go over that data network, is this really going to be a viable solution for people? I don't. We'll have to really see
1: how it works. I mean, I suppose, um, Mickey, with your data connection, your AT and T phone, you kind of be a judge of that in your area. What do you think?
0: I I think it would it would be fine as long as you're on a 3G connection. I mean, I I realize that you know the voice doesn't take up all that much. It's what something like five to ten kilobits per second. It's not terribly, you know, bandwidth intensive. But, you know, I look at places like yesterday, I was sitting at the airport in New York City, and I was trying to, you know, send and receive data on my iPhone, I finally just gave up and put it down and ended up grabbing my Sprint card and popping it into, you know, my Dell mini and just ended up using that for just simple, you know, checking of email and and reading news and stuff like that, because it was just so slow, on the AT&T network. Now, granted, I was in a very busy airport, it was at JFK. And so I understand there's are certain areas that it, you're going to be slow. But I I, I have a feeling in, in a situation like that, the phone would not work. Uh, it, it just it was so slow that I, you know, and it was even showing 3g. But I, my guess is that it was, you know, in in the, you know, single digits, as far as kilobits per second. I mean, it was, you know, very, very slow. Uh, add some latency to that, and you may have some problems. But I'm hoping the carrier has figured out what they need to do and can, you know, do this and offer it for a relatively reasonable amount, you know, of money. You know, unlimited voice and data for seventy dollars is, you know, very, very good. Uh, and so hopefully they can make it work. I don't, that's that's just my thought.
1: Yeah, and and I guess we'll have to see how it does work. Maybe we can get on uh, uh you know get some uh listener feedback here once they do actually launch.
0: Yeah. I'll uh well, if I can ever get myself a Windows mobile smartphone back cuz I think that's the kind of smartphone that you need, I'll be uh hopefully be able to test this out and see what it see how it works. Well, let's move on to Telstra. Uh Telstra is one of the uh networks out in Australia and they have upgraded their network to a whopping 5.8 megabits per second on the uplink, meaning that speeds are as high as three megabits per second uh, in uh, real world situations. Uh, carrier, uh, the carrier is telling the customers that the Turbo 21 USB modem, that's one of their primary modems that they're selling, can be uh, upgrade, updated to take advantage of the higher data rates, which means you don't need any new hardware. So uh, some, <laughs> some good news for those that are in Australia on the Telstra network, using uh, that, uh, that card there, you can get some very, very fast speeds if you're in areas that support it. Well, TerraStar has launched a very, very large satellite in preparation for its new service. In fact, the largest commercial satellite ever deployed, uh, aptly named the TerraStar-1 satellite. This will be, uh, as part of the startup... Of the satellite phone provider that's partnering with AT and T to offer the service later this year, as a variant of the uh, uh, the service that you'll be able to to take advantage of land-based uh, AT and T network services for for communication, and then when you're in areas where you are out of the AT and T range, take advantage of the TerraStar services. Uh, of course, the cost of this could be uh, very interesting, depending on how it, how much it takes to maintain, but it will cover the entire U.S. And Canada with the one satellite, so you'll be able to use it uh, for voice calls and uh, presumably some data as well. So good news there that they finally got their satellite up. Well, white iPhones moving into devices is the first story we wanted to talk about. And right after the launch of the new iPhone 3GS, people started reporting that the colors on the back of their iPhone, uh, white iPhones, were starting to change. A very unattractive brown or pinkish color started to show up that looked to be caused by overpeating during, during excessive use of of the iphone and uh, it looks like the phones are changing colors in the shape of what would anticipate anticipatedly be the battery and where the battery is located on the back of the phone now granted this was uh, not confirmed that this was in fact the cause uh, but a lot of people were, were reporting the same type of uh, uh, scenario showing up well uh, apple has reported that they, are, that they think that the cause of the different colors, is that the weather and negligence. And they're saying that if you leave your phone in a hot car uh, or somewhere where you, the phone is susceptible to heat, uh, the phone could change colors. Uh, there are also uh, reports that phones that are changing colors are due to third-party cases and not overheating at all. So lots of different uh, you know people that are throwing out different ideas, but the fact of the matter is is that some of the white iPhones are starting to discolor and getting a pink or brown hue on them. And it really could be both. I mean, I, I know for sure that cases,
1: some, uh, some cases will discolor your phone uh, 100%. Some of the dyes they use uh, do not stay on the, 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 the cloth or leather or whatever it is that the uh, material it is. It, it can definitely transfer to your plastic. And, and in this case, they say cleaning it off with alcohol works. But I'm, I'm sure in many cases, it's a permanent uh, discoloration too. So you really have to watch what kind of case you're using uh, using that in. Um, But yeah, that could be the heat. We'll have to just see what happens here. Um, You know, they'll probably, uh, we we may never actually find out what's going on because the units probably just go back to Apple and they'll be swapped out and we'll never know the actual cause uh, of these issues if in fact there is a a major issue with the hardware. But I think I saw, Mickey, uh, another report about them. Uh, There's a screen that pops up on the iPhone saying your iPhone's too hot to run. Uh, Let it cool down before you use it. Yeah. Did you see any report on that?
0: You know that 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 is something that they've had uh, that's come up that 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 that's, that pops up on their devices whenever there is a problem with them uh, being too warm, and I think that's that's good. Uh, but you know that, and that's where that something like a, you know an exterior heat source, such as a very warm car, you know, such as a glove box, or you know, even in the sun when you're just sitting outside could, you know, be potentially enough to heat up the device and then cause some sort of transfer from an unknown object, whether it's a case or, you know, some sort of uh, plastic material or something. I mean, you could put your phone down on anything that's warm and you could have some sort of transfer of coloration, you know, but uh, the other thing that that came up with this story was that the, the oleophobic screen seems to be wearing out very, very quickly on on some people's phones. Um, A a report and, and actually some pictures to, sort of substantiated are showing that uh the the coating is being rubbed right off the screen this oleophobic coating uh apparently there is someone who is very fond of a, a program called flick fishing which i guess uses a uh, a flicking motion with the finger in a very localized part of the screen and uh showing that uh, a lot of uh the, the 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 material that is being used for uh where the oleophobic is is actually coming off so it's it's uh yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit scary too cuz this thing has only been out now for what 3 weeks and people are already having, you know, com- problems with that potentially rubbing off. And I don't know. I, I you know, I have not seen anything like that. I mean, my screen is still just fine. Um you got to imagine they did some some testing on the screen to make sure that, you know, it wasn't going to be too terribly uh, I would
1: think. So there there it could be know. a lo- it could be just a happens to be a localized case where the, that that coating didn't get applied to that particular unit. Um, correctly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be failures in it, uh, but yeah, you're right, Mickey. I'm sure they tested that out and they won't, there won't be a failure on every device.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, there's, in the, for the most part, there's most of the functions that you do on it are, you know, tapping or, you know, it, to a certain point you do a little, you know, pinching and zooming, but not as much as, as tapping. And when you're not physically rubbing the screen of the device, it's going to be very, very different um, you know, cause that, that could potentially move around things a little bit more, but nonetheless, it should not be happening. So I'm not, I'm not terribly concerned about it just because I know if it does come up, it's, you know, there's warranty on the device and, you know. They'll take care of it, but uh, it's certainly uh, it's certainly an interesting thing, nonetheless, to see if this thing plays out and what ends up happening with that. So enough iPhone stuff for the minute. Let's talk about the Pre. O2 wins an exclusive deal with the Palm Pre. Palm is confirming, or will confirm uh, very shortly, that they are signing a deal with O2 and will be the mobile phone network. Uh, exclusive network in the uk uh, the pre is of course on sale here in the u.s and will hopefully be on sale uh, around the world including uh, the uh, the uk with o2 here very very shortly uh, it was in uh, fierce competition according to reports uh, for the device with orange and uh, beat out uh, them at the very last minute so i uh, i'm i guess excited is that o2 is the provider of the iphone there as well so they're kind of gaining some traction uh, as a as a big provider and hopefully the networks are good too i don't you know i don't know a lot about them i know i was roaming a lot on o2 when i was traveling and uh, seemed to be just fine no problems at all uh, especially in ireland they just seemed to work everywhere it was unbelievable uh wherever you think that you know you're in a rural area it was working no problem so uh good news and uh hopefully o2 was good for everybody else who's using them as well well the palm priest sold uh three hundred thousand units so far according to uh, research analyst Edward Snyder, on uh, a report released uh, this past week, sources saying that uh, it, the manufacturing and retailing channels have uh, to- uh, led him to believe that 300,000 Palm Pre's have been sold and that they are struggling to keep up with demand. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, good news for them, and that they're estimating that Palm is currently creating about 15,000 Pre's a day and will ship one million phones to Sprint by the end of fir- full first qu- the full first quarter of production. Of course, they're trying to expand the market very quickly and uh, trying to get these devices out. There was also reports this week too that uh the uh the quality of the devices was was a little bit uh, shaky, and that certain people were were fine or certain batches were being found to have very loose connections, and the screens were were not really attached very tightly and so there could be some issues with that and if they're creating these things so quickly, hopefully that they're they're taking the the appropriate steps to to check the quality of them that they're coming out properly. Uh, But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I think it's, you know, it's very good, you know, that they're 300,000 already. And I know, you know, the certain other devices have shipped a lot more in in shorter periods of time, but you know, they're coming up upon a, a certain only number of those being available and trying to make them as quick as possible.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just good for the consumers to have strong competition like this for the iPhone and for the Android and for Windows Mobile. It's just a, it's basically a, now a fourth contender, whereas the Palm OS, yeah, I mean, I love it uh, to death, uh, but really uh, out there, it, it was not a strong contender to, to Windows Mobile, Android or the iPhone. It just, it's it just, I guess it's too old. I mean, I think it's feature rich, but it, it, it's definitely old school.
0: Yeah, for sure. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll see what uh, you know how many more they can get out here. But that's you know that's great. Uh, Palm Pre's extended batteries CDO has taken uh, the uh, the task of creating an extended battery for the Palm Pre, and in the InnoCell 1300, 1,350 milliamp hour extended life battery it provides additional capacity in the same package. Uh, the battery is currently being sold for forty five dollars and can be ordered from the CDO website. There's also currently development uh, happening for an even larger capacity battery for the Pre. Its extended battery aims to provide two times the standard capacity and will come with a replacement rubberized back in order to accommodate the larger size. Uh, these are great batteries. I've purchased from them before, and they, they seem to do a real good job of taking advantage of just that little tiny additional space that you've got behind the, the cover there, and they can, they can really fill it up and create a battery that's got additional capacity. So if your phone's battery and your pre is not lasting quite... As long as you'd like it to and you're looking to have the same back cover on it, maybe because you've got the touch tone, maybe just because you like the size of it. Uh, Check this one out. For only $45, you can extend the life of your battery. Uh, Also, the Verizon Centro has got a new price here. Uh, $10 is what you can get the new set, the Centro on here, a new version or the new one on a two-year contract. So boy, that's unbelievably cheap, Joey. I don't know. What do you think? I think so.
1: It's unbelievable. They're probably just trying to clear out their stock, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I guess what? Maybe uh, pre to the Verizon here, uh, early 2010, just trying to get all the Centros out the door or something.
1: It could be. I don't know.
0: Well, T-Mobile is going to be holding some events coming up here in mid-July for the HTC Dash 3G and the Touch Pro 2. It looks like July 14th happens to be the date that they're going to be uh, doing these events and will be dropping uh, the Dash 3G on the 15th and possibly the Touch Pro 2 as early as As the 22nd. So take a look at these dates Uh, if you're in one of these areas listed starting on the 14th. You've got San Francisco, then running to Chicago, LA, Arlington, Virginia, Houston, Atlanta, and then Fort Lauderdale by the end of the month. So uh, check those out if you're interested in seeing what T Mobile is up to. And then there's the Toshiba TG01, and this was outed on the Orange UK network. This is the first and only Snapdragon uh, processor phone that's available for retail at this point, and it is now available on Orange's UK site uh, as a coming soon device. So if you want uh, to be looking uh, to pick up one of the fastest Windows mobile devices with a 4.1-inch screen uh, uh, with a WVGA display, you can check this one out uh, over at Orange UK. Verizon Wireless announced this week that it will begin selling the recently announced BlackBerry Tour on July 12th for $200 with a new agreement. Those interested can pre-order the tour starting uh, this past week. Also, Sprint announced that they will begin selling the BlackBerry Tour 9630 via telesales online and business channels on July 12th as well for the same price point. That's $200. And uh, also, Altel has announced that they will be getting the BlackBerry Tour tour as well stating that uh, there's pretty solid evidence uh, that they will be getting it uh, maybe a little bit after the verizon and sprint channels do but we'll be getting it soon enough Uh, of course altel just recently made a change to one-year contracts, so hopefully this will be one of those devices that you'll be able to pick up maybe a little bit more money i would guess probably three hundred dollars but nonetheless you can get it still for a one-year contract hopefully. The BlackBerry Tour 9630 will also be coming without a camera, so if you're in a business environment where cameras are not allowed, you can pick up a non-camera option. This will be available for the same $200 charge on a contract from Verizon. The BlackBerry Curve 8520 is a go for the U.S., says the FCC, so check that one out if you're interested in the newer versions of the GSM Blackberries. Looks like coming soon to T-Mobile. Well, 3UK launched the Nokia N97, meaning that Skype is a go on the S60 there, uh, S60 platform for the N97. Uh, Pricing isn't too bad. Uh, It is free as long as you're willing to pay the £35 per month charge. And if you want to go pay as you go, you can get it for about £319. The website listed uh, this past Saturday, or excuse me, Friday is the earliest shipping date. So check that one out if you're very interested in the N97, Sony Ericsson announced the T715, a 3G slider device with a quad-band edge and tri-band UMTS and HSPA radio. The standout feature, of course, the 3.2 megapixel camera with photo light and video capture, stereo Bluetooth, and FM radio. It runs on the Access NetFront web browser, supports Java, and Microsoft Active Active Sync for email. The T715 will be available in select markets starting in the third quarter sony did not indicate pricing well a number of companies have signed a document that will make micro usb ports the standard port for charging cell phones some of the companies agreeing to the the standard uh, include apple lg motorola nec nokia qualcomm rim samsung sony ericsson and texas instruments the agreement only applies to devices sold in the european union and doesn't go into effect until 2010 In April, the CTIA endorsed the micro USB standard for phones in the U.S. and expects manufacturers to comply by 2012 here in the States. Well, Sprint announced that they will begin selling the Motorola i465 Clutch, a semi-rugged walkie-talkie phone with a full QWERTY keyboard, available later this summer for $40 after rebates and a new agreement. Well, Sprint, not to be outdone by AT&T, says that they're ready to start their 3G femtocell rollout, and uh, just like Sprint with the first... uh, with was the first with the the 2g version of it it will be the first with the 3g uh this is according to reports uh from the phone arena website and uh this would be something that would be able to take advantage of not only voice calling but also evdo rev a as well very cool
1: now that's really excellent that's exciting news
0: yeah i know i know the sprint fans out there will certainly be excited about this one and you know as a you know sprint network being 100 100 1900 megahertz uh, I think this could be uh, catch on even more than the AT and T or Verizon versions of it, as they may, you know, be in a little bit more need. Yeah, luckily
1: I don't need one because wherever I, you know, where I'm mostly at, Mickey, I've got very good EVDO coverage. Um, but boy, I, I can imagine, and you know, the, the few places I do go where I don't have good EVDO coverage, and it kind of it stalls out, and sometimes flips over to. uh One XRTT and that stalls out because it's going back to uh, EVDO. Oh, that'd be just great to have.
0: Yep, yep. And I, you know, good news though. It doesn't matter which carrier launches these things. They're just they're good overall. And I know it's seems a little crazy to spend additional money to get better service, but you know, it's not like the providers are going to come and install a tower, you know, in your home. So this is the next best thing you can do. So coming soon, hopefully, with their 3G FEMTO cell. On the software side, iPhone OS 3.1 beta is now available for the developer community. The change log shows the following changes uh coming, and that's options for MMS are back on AT&T, but uh, not sending or receiving. So I don't know exactly what that is, but non-destructive video editing, meaning trimming a clip no longer saves over the original video, but gives you an option to save a copy. Voice control now works over Bluetooth. The iPhone vibrates when moving icons. Updated AT&T profile to 4.2. Updated modem firmware to 5.08.01. Improvements to the OpenGL and Quartz. APIs now allowing third-party applications to access video and edit them. You can now paste phone numbers into the phone's application dialer. While pasting phone numbers, a neat feature will convert them to alphanumeric numbers into a real phone number. So example, 1-800-Flowers actually changes over to 1-800-356-9377. Calendar appointment pop-up notifications now display the location field from the calendar entry, and the ability to save video attachments in emails to your camera roll is now available. So some nice changes there. Hopefully, we'll be coming soon uh, with a rollout of 3.1. HP releasing classic calculators for the iPhone. I found this one interesting because an, uh, I regularly use an HP uh, 12C calculator, and uh, they do now have this one available for the iPhone. So, uh, not cheap uh, $15 for the 12C. And, uh, you know, so if you're looking to pick up a version to use on your iPhone, though, this can certainly be a nice thing to have.
1: You know Mickey this uh th- seeing this story this week I was uh, I was actually happy to see that as well. Um it, it it reminded me to go look for the emulators for the HP calculators I use for my computer because uh you know I end up using the the Windows uh calculator quite a bit or even the, the sometimes the the built-in Mac one but I really like a reverse polish notation uh calculator. I, I I'm used to the HP uh 48 uh G series uh calculator and and there's a, a totally free um Emulator for the Windows uh, platform, and I installed that. And I've actually been using one on my Palm, my Centro, now for uh, quite a few years now. It's a full emulator of that uh, calculator, um, and that works really, really nice. I mean, it's 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 way faster than the original calculator. You don't have to wait nearly as long for some of the operations to run, and um, it's it's very cool to have these emulators of these calculators out there because uh, there's a there's a another HP calculator that my dad uses of all the time and if you try to buy one on ebay right now they are more expensive than they were when they were new because they're <laughs> they're that rare but they're you know because once you get used to using a calculator like this you really don't want to change and and it, it it's just so nice and there's i i sent him an emulator i found for that uh it's a 42s calculator and he thought that was very cool to have that on the computer as well when he didn't have it you know when he wasn't in his office so I, very cool to see this
0: the the reverse polis notation it's it's kind of a strange thing you know when you first start using it but once you get used to it you can just fly on it and it just it makes a lot of sense and especially with the additional functions of it it's it's just very very handy so uh and yeah once you get used to it you just want to continue using it so i don't know we'll see i may I may decide to invest the 15 dollars because it'd be nice to have it with me all the time and you know, not have to bring up an additional calculator whenever I'm going out to do something. So anyway, good news for those that are looking for themse- for a, an emulator for the iPhone. TouchFlow 3D 2.5 gets previewed. Uh, HTC's TouchFlow user interface is what uh, they use on all of their new Windows mobile devices. And the 3D 2.5 uh, shows that you can now add shortcuts to the home screen, meaning that you'll be able to go to the, the most frequently used programs. Uh, also, some changes in the settings menu you can go and adjust some different accounts keyboards programs and storage and also regional settings in text input settings lots of different changes there as well and a full video that can be accessed through the link in the show notes well, the Windows Marketplace will have 600 applications at launch. This was announced a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I don't think we talked about it on the last show, so I want to make sure we got it in there. The App Store will, announce, or will launch, like I said, with 600 applications. Uh, there's about 20,000 available currently for Windows Phone. So these are just the ones that have been uh, submitted and approved, it looks like, by Microsoft. So keep that in mind that there are more than 600 applications available for Windows Mobile. These are just the ones that the Windows Marketplace will have at launch. Fennec Alpha 2, now available for Windows Mobile. Of course, this is the uh, Windows or Windows Mobile version of the uh, Mozilla Firefox uh, mobile browser, I guess the best way to put it. Uh, Windows Mobile users uh, can take advantage with this new uh, Alpha 2 of improved panning performance, a newly designed theme, JavaScript error console, uh, improved add-on support, numerous bug fixes, and improved UI polish. Uh, The release is available for anyone running Windows Mobile 6, Uh, not just the touch pro like the last release so check that check this one out if you want to check out what windows or excuse me what firefox mobile will look like on a windows device Uh, konoma play updates even better for twitter now configurable uh there are now additional enhancements to the konoma play and joey you found this particular story so I, i don't know what you wanted to uh say or add to this one well, it, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how it works because I haven't been able
1: to test this one out, but it's just nice to kind of see when there's updates to Konoma Play because it's a very good way to listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, they're saying that you can now, uh, Twitter now remembers your home and personal timelines across uh, multiple launches, so it's much faster for, for tweeting. Also, uh, supporting more photo services, so you can now use TwitPic or YFrog or Flickr or uh, Moby Picture. Also, more secure, more reliable searching and improved retweeting. There's, uh, in the uh, actual Konoma Play side, there's configurable closing behaviors, improved navigation, uh, live 360, which fetches and displays album and station art were available, a built-in clock. Also, there's an app store now uh, that was uh, by Mobi Hand, supporting coupon codes, so you can install uh, lots of different applications as well. So lots of different things that you can do here with the new Konoma Play. So check that one out if you have uh, and or have not used it. The Nokia uh, N97 firmware update to 1.1 has been released. It's got improved widget support, fixed user interface transitions, a fixed photo gallery smoothness, and numerous other bug fixes. Firmware can be found on Nokia's software updater. Nokia also released a beta version of the new Java based messaging slash instant messaging client for the enterprise-based E75 smartphone. The new client brings all your IM conversations together in one application with background updates that, that uh, give you show you when new instant messages arrive, as well as the ability to save conversations. The new service is still in beta and only works on the E75. Now, I do have an E75 here with me and I have not had a chance to check this out. Uh, unfortunately, I've uh, only been back for a little bit here and so this has not been a priority, but I will definitely be looking into this because I'd like to have the ability to send and receive instant messages on this particular device. It's got a very decent keyboard that I've enjoyed uh, using here over the past few weeks. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Nice to see that they've got this uh, new service here available on the E75. Uh, Skype's 3.0 for Windows mobile devices has left beta and is now available offering several new features. 3.0 users will now be able to send files back and forth between Skype to Skype Including Word docs and Excel spreadsheets, 3.0 also lets users send SMS messages from the application itself when connected via Wi-Fi. This could avoid uh, this could let users avoid text messaging fees if roaming abroad. The new version also sees some minor inter- user interface tweaks, and the application is free to download the palm pre gets updated to version 1.0.4 however it does uh, make the homebrew application installs unavailable Uh, this is the fourth update excuse me the third update in as many weeks for palm Uh, good news for the users of the palm pre is that they're getting their updates very very regularly Some questions and comments here. First one is a question from Greg. He says, I know Mickey is off the continent right now, lucky him, but my daughter bought a new Blackjack 2 on April 20th and her battery went dead on Wednesday. She went to an independent AT&T store uh, where I've usually gotten excellent customer service over the past two years and they told me that it is not covered under warranty at all. Really? After only nine weeks, I thought, wow, that's unbelievable. She did go down the street to a Batteries Plus where she got a new battery for $40. Is there a chance that calling Samsung will do any good? Also, are there any problems that you're aware of with aftermarket batteries? Thanks, Greg, the Sticky Note Man. Well, Greg, a couple of comments here. First off, that is ridiculous that after only nine weeks, you've got a battery that's gone dead. And I would say definitely try and push to get yourself a new one, whether it's from AT&T or from Samsung. I would not tolerate the fact that a battery has gone dead that soon after purchasing it. And I have a very good feeling that you've got a case to in just talking with either Samsung or AT&T. Talk to multiple representatives, make multiple calls, do whatever it takes. But I think you should be able to get a replacement because that's that's just a very very short amount of time. Um, uh, if not, if if AT and T doesn't work, I, I think Samsung may. I know they're going to want to stand behind their product. So that's just my thought on it.
1: Yeah, I would think so too. I I, I just don't. I I I can't believe that that they wouldn't uh, deal with that. But of course, an independent retailer may be different than an actual uh, official store or even customer service. Um, and, and as far as the question about aftermarket batteries, um, there can be an issue, but usually they're okay.
0: Yeah. Just, just make sure that whatever you're, you know, maybe do a quick Google search to find out if there have been any problems on it, you know, with the battery that you've, you've picked up, um, batteries plus, I think usually, you know, brands, all their batteries to their own batteries plus brand, So it may be hard to tell what the manufacturer is, but maybe some additional searching can, can help you there. But I, I wouldn't worry too much about it especially if it's you know a, a relatively cheap battery. I, I think you should be able to get a replacement, though. I would push for it, for sure. Next here, we've got a voicemail. This is from Charles. Hey, this is Charles in the Space Coast of Florida again. Uh, the keyboard on the Centro, I was just thinking about this because I've disassembled and reassembled several trios over the years trying to get ones that worked from bits and pieces of ones that have been destroyed on jet skis and such, and... Uh, if the Centro is really just a finish and all that kind of stuff, change out. You might be able to, you know, just take the key for buy a either new keyboard from your old phone, you know, the model number that matches it, or take the one that's from your, physically from your old keyboard, and move it into the new one. And then you have the sticky keys and the nicer machine. So I don't know, just a thought. I kind of said it in the middle of the podcast, so maybe you guys are going to cover it, and I'm just you know, wasting your time right now. But anyway, great show. Bye. All right, Charles, thanks very much for the voicemail. You know, Joey, he's got a good point there. What if you did decide to dismantle your Centro and just use that keyboard? Well, there is an issue. It's actually part of the case itself. So I'd
1: have to flip to the other color. I'd have to go back to the red color in order to do that, which is very possible.
0: Hmm. So you would have to... Okay, so it's like the the front panel would actually... So you'd have like a red... Well, you'd have to just take the red and the green... Or not the red and the green. Take the whole red cover off and just put it on the green one then. So really, what's the, what's the advantage then? Just that you've got more memory? More memory. Yeah, more memory. That would be the only difference
1: really at that point. Because, um, yeah, you'd have to pull the entire guts out. And it's, from what I've read online, it's quite a, quite a process to do that. But people have done it. They've, they've actually bought uh, you know dummy, uh, the dummy phones off eBay, uh, which actually include a full working keyboard because it's part of the case. And they put, you know, they'll change the color of their of their Centro um, based on on you know from you know to the the dummy case that they've purchased, um, either because they cracked their one or just wanted to change colors. I guess there's kind of an issue going from a GSM case to a CDMA case because the uh, antennas. And the SIM card slots uh, vary in their location, so there's some modification that has to be done if you're changing um, uh, network types. But if you go from a Verizon or a Sprint, the CDMA ones, they're they're uh, compatible with each other.
0: Hmm. I, it's it's crazy though just to think about that. It's it's a little strange though that the keyboard is actually attached to the case because typically I find that it would it would just sit right on top of those buttons, but apparently not, huh?
1: No, it's a it's a whole rubber membrane that the the, the buttons don't have gaps around them. They're actually like I could pour water on this keyboard and nothing would happen to it because it's actually totally sealed. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a single like uh, molded membrane uh, that all the keys are on. So it just has a you know, it has a, a ridge around the rubber keyboard. But yeah, they're they're totally sealed.
0: Well, I guess that's positive, though. It's you know keep it from you know getting it unnecessary gunk or dust or whatever it is. Yeah, to... no, nothing gets in. Nothing can get into the keys.
1: You know, no slime or dirt or anything. So it, it's it's a very uh, I, I like the keyboard a lot because it it can't get sticky or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's a good recommendation. You know, for you know someone who has the new Centro and doesn't want to that 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 same style keyboard to you know possibly be able to swap it out. So just an option. Thanks for the recommendation, Charles. Next one's a comment from John. It says, Mickey, uh, was listening to the most recent Cell Phone Junkie show about the two-year contract on your own iPhone. If I remember, three months ago, you read my email about the exact issue. It took me several weeks to get my 3G without the contract, but the, the magic uh, incantation was the whole unsubsidized iPhone that AT&T offered. The manager for me uh, at another non-local iPhone store was trained in how to do it, and it involved a bogus IMEI number Alls, all ones and twos when activated, and then it was changed to the real I, iPhone IMEI. For me, I've been on an iPhone 3G without a contract. I think it is just a case of training with AT&T customer service as well as the folks in the store. My recommendation is to call the local AT&T stores until you get someone who is trained in this procedure. Get their name and work schedule and show up in the store. It took me many weeks and several trips to the local AT&T store with the same answer over and over. Then I tried my luck with a very busy AT&T store in the mall. I think it's the law of averages here. A bust AT&T store will run into every procedure at least, or a busy AT&T store will run into every procedure at least once, even the most... Um, es- esoteric ones like this, you need to be persistent for sure. But ultimately, you 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 need uh, being an AT going to an AT and T store to succeed, since um, the customer service people will not be able to help you i was told yes more than once only to have the person in the store not know call customer support and get a no answer it was very frustrating thanks for the great shows i wish that person who listened to the, that person had listened to the older cell phone junkie where you read my experience and ultimate success well thanks john for the email because i do certainly remember that and i remember talking about that because I actually had a very similar thing happen to me where I was actually required to have that ones and twos bogus IMEI number actually loaded into my original iPhone 3G because what I ended up doing was activating an iPhone that was purchased using the credit available through my wife's account and then having it actually activated on my account. So they actually had to put in that bogus IMEI and then actually then go back and uh, put in the correct one once it was finally provisioned on my account so it is kind of goofy and they have to do it you know in a a weird way that you think seems ridiculous but you know it's the way to get around the system and uh, tries to keep people from doing things they shouldn't and so there's only certain ways to do it so anyway hopefully that uh, that helps out those that are listening and interested in getting an iPhone activated without a two-year agreement A comment from Chris saying, or as he says, just listened to episode 160 and was confused by your comments regarding the Senate inquiry into carrier exclusivity of handsets. It sounded like you were saying that without exclusivity deals, the carriers would not be able to discount the cost of the handsets. I don't follow. Aren't there already cases in the market of a single handset being made available at a subsidized price from multiple service providers. It seems like a subsidy goes uh, only goes away if you get rid of the process of tying the contract to the handset purchase. And I don't think that that was what the Senate was wanting to look at. I thought they were looking at the practice of only allowing a single service provider to provide service to the phone. In other words, if Verizon and AT&T both sold the iPhone, wouldn't they be both selling it at below cost with a two-year contract? It sounded like you were saying that they that both having the option of selling it would necessarily imply that they would both sell it at full price. Maybe I misunderstood your point or maybe I misunderstand understanding what you mean by subsidized. Could you clarify exactly how skyrocketing device prices would be a necessity outcome of allowing multiple providers, to support it. By the way, got my pre it's a good thing. I just wanted the handset so badly because Sprint made the whole process an absolutely unpleasant as possible. If I could have stayed with Virgin Mobile I would have. Heck was so happy when I was with Virgin Mobile. I would have been willing to pay more for the handset just to keep the service. The kicker after spending countless hours ta- hours talking to dozens of different support people to try to get things right, they apologized for my trouble by adding extra minutes to my plan for the next few months. Given that I never use up my minutes as it is, this was all kind of like giving an Eskimo three months of free air conditioning to apologize for kicking him. Anyway, thanks very much for that one, Chris. But uh, Joey, I, I think we should go back to this one and talk about subsidies because the, the idea of a subsidy is saying that you're, if, you're signing a, if you want to get a lower price on a phone, you're going to sign a contract. And the fact that you're in the contract for a certain amount of time guarantees that the carrier will be getting that revenue from you. And by guaranteeing that they're getting that revenue, they can give you a, a phone for cheaper right up front.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's totally it, Mickey. And we may have gotten a little muddled in our conversation there because I do remember getting kind of off topic slightly about that. Um, what what I I know what my point was. I remember that I was trying to make the point the 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 the, the exclusivity deals of the one carrier and the one phone makes it possible to probably maybe risk a design, for example, the iPhone. That was a risky business decision for Apple to, to try to get into because they, they can't do it themselves. They need a carrier to put the, the phone on based on what they were trying to do. Visual voicemail, uh, you know, the data, you know, you you need to have data on this phone because otherwise it's just not going to, it's not going to give you the user experience what they really want. Obviously, you know, now you can choose to not have data, but but at the time they they wanted to really really bombard the user with a whole new experience. And you, you can't do that without the carrier support, because if you just sold it as an unlocked GSM phone, for example, they, they couldn't tell the carrier, you have to make sure the customer has a data plan. You cannot activate this phone unless there's a data plan. And, and, and in kind of, um, that kind of control... The, you need to have the carrier and the the manufacturer working together to to do that you know like the palm pre for example mickey it's 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 a unique phone that that has uh you know a different feature set and they 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 need to work with the carrier to market it so i think that's kind of where we were going and and you know it it is kind of muddy in that situation
0: yeah and, and that's just it, it it's not that if multiple providers have one particular phone, that there's going to be some sort of difference. All we're saying is that if you're, you're signing a contract uh, for, a multiple, or for a length of time, typically multiple years, that's what's going to give you that subsidized price. So if the phone itself costs, let's say the iPhone is you know a $600 phone, if you sign a new two-year contract for it, they're going to give you the phone for $200. So they're subsidizing $400 off the price of the phone because you're going to be with them for two years. Yeah, and then
1: going back to the, you know, the, the, what, what, what the, the government was looking at, I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do about you know, the exclusivity of the iPhone to AT&T in the U.S., for example. I, I don't know if they can force another carrier or, or rural carrier, for example, to pick it up. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know how they could do that because I mean, that's what, how would it have to, how would it have to work. Or allowing Apple or, or mandating Apple saying you have to sell your iPhone to this particular uh rural carrier
0: and, and they just don't want to do it they want to have you know an exclusive carrier that can allow for that particular phone to be sold because they know it, it'll get in front of we'll just call it you know 80 to 90 percent of the population of the u.s and and that's pretty good it's not you know the, the entire population and, and that's what these people are arguing i think
1: well, it is, and it's, it it, It's of course, very unfortunate for the, the rural people. But then, again, here on the flip side, now that the iPhone's been out for three years, Apple should be working with these rural carriers and trying to get it into as many hands as they can. Now now they could do this. I mean, they, they, the, the success of the iPhone's been proven, I mean, but that's the way they should have wrote the, the contract, where they could go into rural markets, where there's right. zero competition with AT&T. But, of course, that's not how it works, and at and requires they're the only ones who can can sell it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, overall, but you know, there, there, it is a good point, and it's a good question. Um, you know, what, you know, what we were talking about. So, thanks for bringing it up, so we could clarify it, because yeah, it may have been a little muddled when we discussed originally. Uh, Next one here, a quick question from, uh, this is from Twitter, so uh, the username is Myrtle's Daughter, and it says, I hope you're loving your trip, and I would like to find a phone that will work on both CDMA and GSM. Is there such a thing? Also, what is WCDMA? Thanks. Uh, Well, first off, uh, the CDMA and GSM devices are similar to what I used while I was traveling this past week, and that was the BlackBerry... uh, 8830 handset and that's a a a blackberry device that has a cdma radio in it for use here in the u.s and it's got the 900 and 1800 megahertz gsm bands that can be used overseas and so when you when you look for one of these phones uh they're usually called uh i think dual mode phones or they'll be very specifically identified as being phones that are world edition or can can provide global roaming Uh, because if you ever choose a phone on sprint verizon Or Altel, they're all going to be CDMA phones. So, in order to make and be able to make and receive phone calls, uh, you need to have the ability uh, or you need to have the GSM bands. And so that's where that comes in. So, uh, the Blackberries, uh, the specific Blackberry models, the 8830 is one that I know does it. Um, I'm I'm, I'm drawing a blank here in the name here, but the Windows mobile device from uh, Samsung on Sprint. Oh, it's called Ace. The Ace, yes. The Ace. Uh, and the Saga, I believe, on Verizon also has that as well. So there's there are a few different devices. Usually there's smartphone devices, but uh, but there's multiple ones that do it. The BlackBerry Storm is as well. The BlackBerry Storm. Uh, for On Verizon. However, um,
1: the BlackBerry Storm is supposedly a quad band where it has the U.S. frequencies included as well.
0: Which I, I'm kind of curious about because why would they do that? Basically, if there's no CDMA coverage in the area, then it would swap you know switch over to 3g or is it just because the blackberry nine uh was that was the 9500 so the blackberry 9500 uh that was sold internationally is uh only you know they, they just have the same chipset in it just maybe for you know cost of manufacturing or something i don't know uh, it very well
1: could be yeah it very well could be or just to, yeah or just the fact just to yeah provide more coverage yet you know to make sure the phone's always working um i can't so imagine I, I, I yeah it's very interesting
0: can't imagine being in too many areas where you're going to find you know no you know 3g cover or no, not 3g but no coverage from no cdma cdma coverage, coverage. Yeah. whether it's verizon altel or sprint someone's going to have it you know and, and then all of a sudden at&t has it i don't know usually that's not how it works but um but hey
1: i that's great to have that in there though that's awesome yeah if that is in fact that it's not Uh, locked or something Uh, the verizon firmware doesn't lock out those particular bands
0: exactly yep so anyway uh hopefully oh yeah and then the other question what is wcdma that's basically uh the the term wcdma is essentially a generic one that uh, is used for the 3g side of uh, gsm so you've got wcdma which is the protocol uh, or the protocol is what umts And this is what the the entire uh, technology for the 3G is based off of. So your HSDPA, HSUPA, HSPA, all of that is all based off of this this one central technology. So that's what that is. Don't confuse it with CDMA. They have nothing to do with each other. You're not going to be able to use a CDMA phone on WCDMA.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really just, uh, you know, it's the acronym for wideband code division multiple access, which, yeah, that's the absolute underlying technology where it's where, yeah it's not the the CDMA voice that we're, you know the Verizon or Sprint or all tell
0: right exactly Next one's a comment from Ryan. He says, I just listened to show 161. You mentioned my email on the show about the Text Later application. I'm using an iPhone. I like using the Text Later app because it's fast and easy. Using the calendar notice takes a little longer, and I don't want to fill up my calendar with weird stuff like don't forget to take out the trash, don't forget to get all the food out of the car, stuff like that. The f- I forget things. My calendar's full of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> don't forget uh or what was it yeah i forget things all the time but I started using text later, and it's been working great. I just wanted to know if there was something better with more options that I could look at. I'm going to check out Remember the Milk. That makes sense. I've tried Jot when it was free, and but it, now it's a paid service, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, thanks for mentioning the question on the show. Awesome. Hope you're having a great vacation, Ryan. Well, thanks, Ryan, very much for that. Let us know how Remember the Milk works out. And if you've got any recommendations for things that Ryan can use to help remember, that would be great. We'd love to hear from him. We can pass them on. Next one's a question from Antonio. He says, my name is Antonio, and I am from Portugal. Uh, I've discovered your podcast a few months ago through the Nokia podcast, uh, and I'm now a big fan of it. I wanted to congratulate you on your great show, although there are some subjects that don't have an interest to me, like operator news and new equipment. There's a lot of good content about new devices and mobile technologies, so I don't miss miss any shows. Uh, It's a good source of information about systems like Blackberries and iPhones that are, aren't so implemented here in Europe. On the other hand, I do think that Windows Mobile and Symbian are stronger over here. One example, if I heard it correctly, is that T-Mobile is announcing the release of the HTC Dash. This equipment has been available here for years. I have one myself. Uh, I also find it very interesting that the different uh, commercial policies of the operators. As I understand, you can have a device like an iPhone or a Palm Pre for $200 with a two-year contract. Over here, even uh, you buy a device... Uh, that is uh, locked to a particular network, you pay, you pay something like $500. The iPhone 3G is a luxury device over here. Even used equipments cost around $400 or more. Uh, I do have a question. I'm currently using the Nokia E90. How can I sync Outlook email in offline mode? The Nokia PC suite doesn't have that option. It looks strange to me as I'm a Windows Mobile user and the functionality is the basic thing that in the system. I hope you can help. Congrats uh, for your show. It's always a pleasure to listen to you. Regards from this side of the ocean, Antonio. Now, Joey, I, I did some brief looking on this one, and I wasn't able to find a whole lot of information because, uh, number one, I'm I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about with offline mode. There's there is in fact a um, if you go into on the Nokia operating system, they've got uh, a a setting that's that's known as the Profile Offline, which basically turns off the internal radio, which I guess you would use if you were, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like the version of airplane mode from what I can, I can see, but I'm not really sure what uh, that has to do with, with the synchronization here. Well, what I believe it is, um,
1: what I read into that is that the uh, uh, offline for email where you basically get your, it, 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 you do a, for example, with the Palm, maybe the easiest way to describe it, uh, I used to use a mail app where I used to stick my phone in the cradle and hot sink and all my email would show up on my, on my phone, right. you know, long before data connections. So I could actually read through my email, reply to it. Next time I sat my phone down to do the hot sink, then that email would then sync and send. At that point, so I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what the offline email would uh, is meaning here. So basically, when you take your Windows Mobile and you connect it, you know, USB or Bluetooth, uh, it, it does a mail sync, but you have no data connection on the phone, and it only it, it basically does that same thing where it's a where it's a, a batched sync,
0: right? And and I'm but that's what I'm wondering because there there is a a profile where you can choose to have offline. So in in searches found a lot of people, you know referring back to that and that's what i'm trying to trying to determine if that's what indeed what he's talking about here uh if it if it has to do with being offline and either having no sim or if it's off the offline offline mode which i don't understand what that ha- one has to do with the other but um you know the nokia pc suite uh should be the you know should allow for you know movement back and forth of data uh, I would say, I wonder if you can verify for us. And, and I may be totally off on this. Maybe someone can help out. But if you can verify by taking the SIM that you have and put it into the E90 and and synchronize data, and uh, then if you take it out and you can't synchronize it, maybe that can help us pinpoint what we're trying to figure out here.
1: Well, if he's got the E90, and he uh, he's asking if he, if he can sync Outlook email in offline mode. So meaning, can he do that same thing? without being, you know, like without an internet, you know, take your, your actual Outlook client on your computer and get email to your E90. I, I don't know because I don't have a Nokia to test uh, if you can do that sort of uh, syncing that way.
0: Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure either. Um, I, I don't, I don't synchronize things with, uh, you know, with Outlook. I just do it all over the air. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't have a, an answer for you on that one, Antonio. But maybe someone does. We've got a lot of Nokia fans that uh, listen to the show, a lot of Symbian users. So if if you know what he's talking about, and you can shed some light on it, we certainly appreciate it. We can we can pass it on. So. Next one comment from Sean. He says, "Dear cell phone junkies, I've been listening to your unlocked podcast and learning more about smartphones. I am amazed how far cell phones and smartphones have come. Uh, do they? Uh, they do come at a higher price for the monthly bill uh, when you link to a new. But but below is a link to a New York Times page article on how smartphones are becoming more popular with consumers. But the cell phone bill is not as cheap. Most people are paying se- uh, thirty to seventy dollars." Uh, or more per month to have data connections. Another New York Times article talks about how the App Store is what makes a difference uh, for the Palm devices. Uh, I thought it was very interesting on smartphones, and uh, I've been watching the news, and they were talking about smartphones and how some people will pay over two hundred dollars a month and say that it's like another car payment. You guys have a great podcast, Sean. Well, Sean, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, you know, talking about this, we've we've talked about it multiple times. How. You know, the phones themselves are, you know, becoming increasingly uh, sophisticated and, of course, increasingly expensive as you start to add on all these different things. A data connection certainly is a luxury. We've talked about that. But it's it's a fun thing to have and it's a great thing, especially if you, you know, need to be productive with your device and you can take advantage of all sorts of different applications and stuff. So uh, definitely some differentiations, uh, you know, among the new devices that are out there, you know, between like the iPhone 3GS and the Palm Pre, and and whatnot, and what they have as far as applications that are available. But uh, nonetheless, uh, very interesting. Both articles. Thank you very much for sending. Question from Patrick says, uh, Mickey, hope your trip is going well. Don't know if you're still there or not. Well, obviously I'm not now. He says, anyway, I have a quick question. For GPS-enabled phones, uh, use the Touch Pro, for instance, uh, I, that do not have it locked, uh, so not Verizon. Can the phone be used as a standalone GPS if you get preloaded maps on the phone and not use a cellular data connection? So if I buy a Garmin navigation and mapping software from Amazon... Uh, And I am in a remote area with no cellular connection or I turn the phone radio off. Can I still use the GPS and preloaded maps as a GPS system? Hope it makes sense. Thanks ahead of time. For the info, Uh, yeah, the very uh, very simple answer to this one, and that is yes, you absolutely can do this. In fact, I've done it uh, a number of times, uh, whether it's on the ground or in the air. I've actually tried it uh, both places where I've got uh, the mapping application TomTom on a Windows mobile device and don't have a data connection or even a SIM card. Sometimes in the diamond where that application is installed. And can certainly uh, travel around and pull up the information just as it would. It's stored, all that information is stored on the uh, either SD or micro SD or internal memory, whatever, wherever you install it. And it, that's all it's accessing. So it's simply a uh, using the internet for pulling in other information, whether it's traffic, or maybe weather or some other information that can be pulled into that particular application that you're using, but it's not necessary to do any sort of routing. Uh, so you can easily use the GPS uh, without any other problem. So it it works it works just fine.
1: Yeah, it 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 does. And that's what the point to it. Uh, you can this uh, particular, you know, when you link to the Garmin Mobile XT, it's it's great because it's uh, cross platform. You can do it for Nokia's and you can also do it for uh Palm. Uh, I could even do it on this on my Centro as long as I got a Bluetooth uh, GPS uh, little GPS puck. Mm-hmm. Um, they run on batteries and they use Bluetooth that sends the serial port, uh, basically the GPS coordinates back to the the phone itself. And I could be running, uh, uh, you know, Garmin on my palm, which is a kind of a neat option, really. I I, I kind of like the sound of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and that's just that's the 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 only caveat is the GPS receiver. There are certain applications on various smartphones such as the I guess it's called quick gps for windows mobile that allows for pulling of uh the satellite uh i guess locations every seven days it, it goes out and it, it says okay where are the satellites at any given time and let me know that and it, it updates the phone so when you go to launch an application that takes advantage of the gps it can quickly find the location of the satellites because otherwise it can sometimes take a little bit of time to uh, figure out where it has to pull that info from
1: yeah, and I suppose uh, it could be a little more generic here about what I said about the Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth GPS receiver. If you have a Windows mobile phone or probably even a Symbian phone um, that doesn't have an onboard GPS or you're unfortunately locked with the, the Verizon where it has an internal one that they've uh, locked out on you, you could use one of these uh, external GPS antennas to use this on your phone.
0: Yep, yeah, they they work just fine. And it, you know, of course, you're taking advantage of Bluetooth. So keep that in mind for the battery, but... Uh it may actually be a little bit better than thinking about running a GPS, you know, with uh you know inside the, the phone itself. So yeah, a couple of different uh couple of different options there as far as the software. Garmin, um, you know, Tom Tom. Uh I, there's a whole bunch, I'm sure I'm forgetting many, many names. But... I
1: would recommend Garmin. I've had nothing but good luck with their their mapping programs and, mm-hmm. and uh GPSs.
0: The ones that you're probably thinking of, Patrick, are things like Google Maps or Windows Live or the built-in like Maps applications that you find on many different smartphones. Yeah, those completely take advantage of pulling data based on a location uh, that you're in and not storing that on the phone. So you're going to not be able to do much of anything without a data connection. So.
1: Well even like the uh the carrier ones right like Telenav and the the i can't remember what they, all the different it's mostly Telenav mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. yeah that i mean th- those fully require the data yep. connection
0: yep yep, so anyway yeah go go for it, go and buy it and have fun, you can use it wherever, no problems comment from brendan i'm listening to the cell phone junkie unlocked episode 24 and i thought i would let people know about a great iphone application called TVU. It lets you stream hundreds of tv stations to your iphone for free the stations are all from around the world and there are many varieties the only thing is is you can't use it over 3g It's one is only wi-fi still very nifty well thanks brendan for the uh the recommendation on that i'll have to check that one out not a you know, not a necess- uh, necess- necessity for me necessarily because I've got the sling player and I can usually watch whatever I'm looking for. Uh, But, uh, you know, actually, that was something kind of a side note here. It was actually kind of fun to watch the coverage of the Today Show. And uh, Joey's throwing his hands up. Well, you know, it's you're you know, middle of the afternoon and I'm going, well, I wonder what's happening in the US on the Today Show. Pop on the, the sling box and was able to see it while I was traveling. So it works. It's kind of fun. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next on here is a question from Tynan and uh, he says, Mickey and Joey, I was wondering if you guys uh, via email or on the podcast could go into detail about uh, taking over someone's plan. I know there are sites out there where people post their plans, but I can't remember any of them. Also, I'm 18 and have no credit built up. Uh, by getting a plan this way, would I be able to avoid a credit check? Thanks a ton, and keep up the good work. Well, I'm going to answer that last question first and say that typically when you're taking over somebody's plan, you're going to be looking to take over the contract that they have. That's the whole idea behind it, is that you can take advantage of someone who's either partially or more than par- partially through uh, their contract, and uh, you can you can potentially uh, save on... Uh, the amount of time that you have to get into that contract, but it is going to require you to do a credit check with uh, that particular provider, and so you're not going to be able to do it without doing so. Um, but you know, I would say take a look at. There's a couple of different sites out there. Um, one of the the big ones is uh, that that you may have heard of is CellTradeUSA.com. That C E L L TradeUSA.com, and that does essentially what what you'd think. I mean, you you're going in and you're finding. What people are trying to get rid of, and uh, then easily, um, you know, updating or figuring out if you want to if you want to work with that person or not, and then they you know do whatever. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there as well, such as uh, uh, what else is other cellplandepot.com. I don't know much about that one. Um, th- there's a few. Um, cellswapper.com is another one that I've uh, worked uh, heard of. There's also the way that I've done things before is just finding somebody who's interested in taking over your plan. And this can be through maybe a forum. Uh, Howard Forums was a place that I found mine before. Um, I think maybe even Wireless Advisor uh, can actually help you as well. They may have an area, a forum in there that you can uh, that you can work with to, to find somebody. So There's a there's a few different ones out there that you can take a look, but I'll put a link in the show notes to both sell trade USA and sell swapper. And uh, you can take a look there. But uh, it it goes very simply, they uh, take advantage, they they take your information, do a credit check, and see if you can if you're eligible. And then that other person has to give authorization to transfer the the uh, responsibility of the account into your name. And uh, that's it. It works pretty quick.
1: And some carriers, if if you don't have good enough credit, uh, they'll charge you a, a deposit, yep. and it varies on the price. Sometimes it's two hundred bucks, sometimes it's even five hundred bucks. I've heard it, it, it's up to uh, where you'll get that back after a, a period of time after the contract uh, expires, or maybe even beyond that. I, I don't know how that would work in that case, um, but there. Is, but sometimes they, they they have this deposit uh, situation.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about. Uh, worry about it until, in, well, until you find somebody that you can take over a contract from, you know, then figure out what it's going to take from that carrier.
1: Or go to a prepaid.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That uh, It's, you know, still a very viable option. Uh, works very well. Uh, very inexpensive in many cases, too. So the only thing is oftentimes you do not have data. But... Last but not least, comment from Harry says, wow, I was blown away by my E71. Uh, There's a better photo viewer for Nokia phones at the Nokia Beta Labs website, but how to install it? I could download it and use the installer program. Uh, There was no send an SMS message option that some of the S60 applications have, but there was a barcode option. I clicked that and a barcode appeared on the screen. I took out the E71, uh, start, uh, start... stared it at the barcode and pointed at this or started the barcode application pointed at the screen and bing the url appeared on the e71 i clicked it with the d-pad and the installation started very nice uh harry very nice uh indeed i i think that's a very fun way of installing applications uh, using the application uh barcode application to you know install it. bizarre a, very bizarre <laughs> it's
1: a totally bizarre very bizarre way to install an app but hey it works
0: i guess yeah uh anyway so that's fun i'm glad you're enjoying that e71 uh harry got that one at the same time that i got the e75 uh, on that uh, special nokia deal that they had a couple weeks back so that's it for us for today if you're interested in uh sending us an email or a comment or question you can do so uh, at questions at com, or uh, send us a voicemail to two zero six two zero three three seven three four. you can get in touch with us and uh do you know, any way uh, you want to uh, get in touch with us is fine. We're happy to talk with you on Twitter as well. I'm at twitter.com slash tcpj underscore Mickey. And Joey's at twitter.com slash tcpj underscore Joey. And uh, we can take your questions that way as well. Uh, thanks for, again for everyone for participating in the contest this week. Thanks again to uh, YX uh, and for for uh, giving us the opportunity to give away one of their products. And uh, so I know uh, that uh, we will Uh, have some additional ones in the future. Like I said, next week, we'll be doing another one. And uh, so make sure you listen in for that one. Enjoy. As always, thank you very much for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.